0: final message of this series we've entitled living generously and so man if you're right taking notes this morning i would encourage you by the way if you have not yet uh download our church app on the app is a great feature where you can take notes fill in the blank all right and then you can save that as a note to your phone right and so that way you can gather back you can go back tomorrow or whatever and be like oh man what what did that idiot say again oh pastor lance said and the main idea for today is that living with awareness that leads to action will leave a lasting impact. All right. Living with awareness that leads to action will leave a lasting impact. And so as we conclude our series today uh, about living generously, maybe you, you haven't been here the last few weeks and, and that's okay. Let me give you a quick recap of what we've been talking about uh, the first two weeks. Uh, maybe here's just a highlight. Uh, we talked about what generosity is and how generosity is, is not just with our finances, but but we can be generous with our thoughts, we can be generous with our words. We can be generous with our money. We can be generous with our influence, our time. We can be generous with our attention. And we can be generous with our belongings. Those are seven different areas that we can be generous in. And so we talked about how generosity is about taking your, your entire life, right, who you are and what you own and saying, God, I want it to be used for your glory, All right? That That's the heart of this series. And so week one, we talked about those, those ways of being generous and we talked about an awareness, praying for an awareness, saying, God, help me to be aware of the needs around me, that, that if someone needs my attention, may I be generous with that time, right, putting down the phone and just being dialed into what they're saying. And then in week two, we talked about how having a desire for generosity is great, but, but the Lord wants us to move from desire to living it out, to moving to action, all right? So we started with awareness, we moved to action, and then, of course, now that we, we have this way of action, right, God, we talked about it last week, that we just want to start small right, and, and start small. And I love, I have loved having a front row seat, and I love hearing the stories about how we started, and the things that the Lord is doing, and how he's using our generosity. And uh, man, even, even last week, had a great conversation at the end of service, service ends. You know, we, we talked last week, if you weren't here, um, out in the, in the lobby area, there's two pallets, and they have Christmas cards on them. And so what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to collect $25 gift cards so that every teen in the foster care system, not just, we're talking about Summit County, um, and I get we're in Medina County, but there's already churches that have that, so we're we're shooting for Summit County. There's over 200, but that for the entire state of Ohio, right, that there were every teen in the foster care system would receive a Christmas gift um, from us right? And so that's, that's crazy generous. And so last year, I think we gave like 114, 116, something like that. And so we talked about having 200. Last week alone, over 200 Christmas cards were taken from Radiant Life Church to be returned. So that is phenomenal. That is awesome. And you're like, that seems, that seems like a lot. Well, I, hey, if our goal was 200, I say we exceed the goal. So if the Lord puts it on your heart to, to purchase one, please be in obedience and do that. But but the end of the service, a couple walks up to me, and they're holding a card, a singular card, and they said, hey, would it be possible, uh, you, you know, maybe a teen to fill out the card for us? And I was like, yeah, sure, we can, we can do that. I'm thinking, it's a card. But yeah, if you want somebody else to fill it out for you, that's no problem. And then they paused, and they said, hey, may, let me be more specific. The reason I'm asking for teens is because we want to purchase 50 cards. And I was like, oh, that's next level. Like, I am I, a heart. Like, I wanted, to, I wanted to clap and I wanted to cry all at the same time. And I was like, yes. So teenagers, on Wednesday, bring your handwriting, okay, because there are 50 cards that you're going to personally be able to write to, to one of your peers. Like, check that out. To one of your peers to encourage them this Christmas. Right? And then those cards will go directly to them. And so, man, how awesome is that, that we get to see generosity right, come alive in people's lives and to be able to share those stories. But this morning we're talking about impact. Right? We know that those gift cards are going to have an impact in somebody's life, in a teenager's life. But, but hear me on this. When we, when we took up our offering last week for Stand Sunday, we raised $1,300 for vulnerable children. That's awesome, too. We should rejoice with that. But as you walked in this morning, maybe you saw our special guest at a table, because we're talking about impact. And that impact is with, with those children who, who are vulnerable, who, who, who are, who, listen to me, they have names. They have names. They need love, they need care for. And so this morning, Heather and her husband are in the back, and uh, they would love to talk to you after service about foster care about foster care system, about, about what you can do and the role that you can play in having an impact in another child's life. And I don't know what some of you are thinking. You're like, man, if I, if I go talk, are they going to get my information? Like, am I signing up to take a child home today? No. Okay, you, you may not be doing that. It could be. Maybe the Lord puts it on your heart, and maybe you open up your home, and you're not sure how, and he creates an avenue, and, and that would be awesome. But maybe it's just being more aware that you could, you, there are other opportunities Maybe, maybe it's saying, man, I want to partner with, with a foster care family here in church. There's, there are multiple, multiple, multiple families in the church that have foster care children in their home. And, and maybe it's just providing a meal. And I'm not saying just because it, hear me, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's once a month where you're like, Hey, I want to partner with you. You already have, you've opened up your home. I want to partner with you and help you. And so you take a meal, but maybe, maybe you go a step further. Maybe, maybe it's respite care. Maybe there's, 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 you're like, man, I wanna be available to whoever would need some, some respite care. Respite being, hey, these children are placed and in, in, in order to take, not take them, but watch them, you have to have the training, you, gotta, you have to go through all the background checks and all the screening, and maybe you walk through that and so maybe it's once a month where on the weekend there are children in your home and, and that foster care family just has a moment to breathe. Just a moment to breathe. And so you can play a part right, that has lasting impact from generation to generation. So I would encourage you to stop by that table on the way out. Just, just chat, and, and maybe the Lord puts on your heart maybe something you can do, because that's what we're talking about, is having an impact, right? Awareness, action, and now impact. I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of the word impact. Like I, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, and you have like playing baseball, and you, you see outfielders running for the ball, and they're not calling it, and all of a sudden, bam, like smack Right and they collide and they have this big impact. I think maybe you think of MMA fighting, right? So you you watch an MMA. I watch these videos and they like they slow it down and it's like, right and they're on the ground. I'm not saying I like watching people get punished. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like you see this impact and its force and it's like ah, right car crashes. You're like man that was that was big impact. Or maybe it's like because it's the season. Uh, by a show of hands, how many of you have ever fallen on ice because you didn't see it, right? How many know that, that your backside feels an impact, right, when you, when you fall on ice? But maybe you're like me, so I've done that before where I've tripped and I've fallen and I'm in a lot of pain, but I get up and I brush myself off and the first thing I look for, did anybody see me? Like, I, listen, I'm good with the pain. I just don't want to be in shame of someone who's got me on video and I become TikTok famous. Like, that's my pastor, <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm not trying to do that. So I don't know what you think of an impact, but, but the, I would say probably the, the thing that really comes to my mind is football. And so maybe you've seen some of these hits, but this is what impact looks like to me. Check out this one. Here comes the, ready or not. Here the boys the sound ready or not. So maybe you think of impact like that. Uh, mad props to Pastor Matt for putting that video together and adding a little P.O.D. behind it. I was like, oh, I ain't heard that song in a while. So I was jamming to that. I don't know if you've caught it in the video, though. Um, there were two teams that had cheap shots, and they were both from the same team, wearing black and yellow, a bunch of cheaters, okay? That's all I got out of that video is that team cheats. That's the way they win is they cheat. Yep, that's how it is. Now, that could be the reason why the Browns keep losing because we're not cheating. But maybe we should try that method today. I don't know what's going to happen, but... But we'll go from there. But isn't that what we think? We think of impacts. We think of two objects colliding together, right, force. And we're like, that's what impact is. But there's another definition of impact, and I want to share it with you this morning. It's this, having a strong effect on someone or something, right? Having a strong effect on someone or something, uh, for example, maybe you've had the privilege of going and seeing the ocean and, and you sit and you, you're on the beach and you're looking out and the waves are crashing over and you see these waves and it's a force. There's impact that's happening. But another impact that you can't see would be the energy that's moving through the water that's creating the impact out in the seas that allow the oceans to roar so that the waves do crash over and make an impact. Or maybe you're like, I've never been to the ocean. Well, if you any body of water could actually work, whether it's a pond, a lake, right? You grab a stone and you throw it in and what happens? There's impact. But, but there's something that goes beyond that impact because then there's a ripple. And that ripple begins to go and it moves from the place of impact to the rest of the body of water. And so that's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about having this impact because understand something, it's not exclusive to sports, it's not exclusive to a body of water, It's humanity. It's it's us being able to have this same type of ability to create this impact because we have to understand there's an impact we cannot see that is creating the impact we can see. There's an impact that we cannot see that is creating the impact that we can see, and it's happening all around us. Here, let me let me show you that let me show you how this works. Uh, by a show of hands, so this is you if if you have ever had somebody impact your life, raise your hand. So look around the room. Don't put your hand down yet. Look around. Everybody's got their hand up, which means at some point in your life, somebody has impacted your life. You're like, yeah, so that's what you're talking about, Pastor Lance. Like, we have an impact and we can see it. But here's the thing you may not have seen the impact that that somebody else had in that person's life, right? So somebody impacted you, but who impacted them? Do you see the effect? So there was someone that came along that loved that person, that loved, and then now all of a sudden they're loving you, and now they have an impact. And you may never have known that that generation upon generation, five generations ago, somebody modeled that. And now you're receiving that same, that same blessing, that that same impact, that same ripple effect, because somebody loves you in that way or has an impact in your life. So it's not just the waves of the ocean that make this point of impact. It's not just when you drop something in the water that gives this, this ripple. This, goes, this is a part of human history. You think back to the beginning of time, creation, where God said, man, I, I, I want someone else to be a part of this story. I want man, I want humanity to be created. And he created humanity and he breathed life into humanity. And ever since that moment, there's been impact. There's been a ripple effect. Because impact is how the gospel and generosity spreads. Did you hear me? Impact is how the gospel and generosity spreads. Let me, let me share it to you like this. Every year we do a missions conference. So coming up in January, we'll have a missions conference. We make pledges uh, above and beyond for our giving where we, we support missionaries all over the world here in the U.S. and, and even locally. And, and we're like, man, we want them on the mission field spreading the gospel. And then we, we do what's called a special missions project. So this year, our special missions project is in Guatemala and we're raising funds to be able to build a school church and Parsonage, just one building that will house all three, right? And those missionaries were here, and they, they shared, and man, what's going to happen, and how God's going to use this school to, to transform really, truly an entire city, and then hopefully a country through your generosity. Well, a number of years ago, we had, we had missionaries here uh, who serve in the country of Laos, and they work, at, they work at a life center. And at that life center, there was a plan they wanted to build on. They're, they were maxed to capacity. Now understand what takes place at this Life Center. This Life Center brings in, brings in girls from that country. They provide meals daily. They provide an education that they would not typically get in the public setting. And that's all paid for. They receive uniforms. They receive the meals. And they receive the housing. Because what happens in that country when, when children do not have that opportunity is many times they're sold into sex trafficking. So over the last number of years, because of your generosity, they're able to build and to expand that life center and provide more space. That more space provides an opportunity for other young children to receive that education and to receive those meals. And then they, they, most of them stay in the country of Laos and they, be, they begin spreading that same hope and that same love that they received. And so that's that ripple effect, that your generosity has had an impact in other countries. And you're like, I've never been to Laos. You don't have to. Maybe God would call you there, but you can have that impact because of your generosity. And so we see that. It's, it's, it's tangible. That impact is how the gospel and generosity spreads. If you have your Bibles with, with you this morning, maybe digitally, it'll be on the screen, but uh, you can turn to the book of Acts, and we're gonna be looking at the early church. So we're gonna be in Acts chapter two, verses 42 through 46. And we're gonna, we're gonna see impact. You, I mean, you wanna see a church that, that had their act together, right? The early church, the first church, man, they, they were on it, and they... they They were like wildfire. You're gonna hear this biblical account and how important it is for us to see what an impact they've had on us. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common Wouldn't that be great to have that kind of unity today, right? They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, we talked about on the front end of the service how important life groups are. Do you see what they're doing? They met together. They broke bread. So they had food, which... Today is, uh, this week is, this month is breakfast foods, I believe. Doesn't get any better than that. Who doesn't want breakfast for dinner? Hello. Um, and so there's, there's breaking of bread. And at the end of every life group, there's prayer. And in the middle of the life group, there's the word. So, so what are we doing? We're being the New Testament church, right? Meeting in homes and gathering and praying and living in community. And so it's so important for us to, to see that, to recognize it. But to understand the context of what's taking place in this early church, you have to know what takes, takes place before this church began. So in the New Testament, the first four books of the New Testament, it's the Gospels, the life of Jesus, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so it's this where we hear of Jesus' story, we, 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 we catch and understand that he, he's going to come, he's telling his disciples, these apostles Right, my death is imminent and, and, and what I'm going to do is for the whole world and I need you to remember this and, and, and one day I'm going to use you and the heart of this is to have reconciliation back to the Father because, because of what sin has done. There's a gap, there's a chasm, and you can't make your way to the other side but I will provide the sacrifice so you can. And so what did they have an opportunity? They had a front row seat to experience Jesus, to see Jesus, to witness him and walk with him and, and to experience his death and his resurrection. And then once you get out of the Gospels, you get to the book of Acts. In Acts chapter one, Jesus is ascending to heaven, and he's saying, listen, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit. And then what I want you to do, and he gives a challenge, I want you to go have impact. The impact that I've had in your life, I want you to go have that in others. And I want you to be witnesses in Judea and Samaria, to the, to the other ends of the earth. I want you to have this kind of impact because of, because of what I've been able to do. He's saying, listen, followers, you're going to have this impact because of the impact that I've had on you. Jesus is creating this ripple effect. He's saying, "Man, this is the drop in the water, and now it's going to continue to expand, and it's going to, it's going to move from this territory, in this region, and it's going to have an impact across the globe. And he says, "I'm going to send the Holy Spirit." Now I would dive more typically into, man, what, what, what is the power of the Holy Spirit, but in two weeks we're kicking off a brand new series. Uh, and, around the holy spirit and so i don't want to share it all now so i'll share it then but just know that this is what's taking place so now you get to acts chapter two and then we we read here it's like man this church is is giving of themselves possessions into the poor they're worshiping together they're they're enduring and having uh facing persecution and this isn't just a standalone event we're seeing their impact because of the finished work of Christ. And that's where we get to with, in, in chapter two, and I love how it says, it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And you read that and you're like, man, that's awesome. Wow, oh, like, man, every day, every day, God's goodness and his mercy and his grace is, is more than enough, and people are finding and following after him, and this is awesome. But what we realize is the ripple effect. They are responding because of the impact that Jesus has already, the mark, right, that he's already marked, the stamp that he's already given to them with the Holy Spirit. Now they're having this kind of impact because of what they've experienced. Now they're, they're having to share it with others. Man, how would, they, how would they be this generous, right? They sold everything, their property, their possessions, and if there was someone in need, right, they were like, hey, because you don't have, we want you to have. Where was this modeled? How did they see this? Do you think because they walked with Jesus, because, do you think because they had a front row seat to his, his sacrificial love, like they were there in row A, seat one and two. Like, man, we got this. We're in the front row. And, I, and Jesus, I seen, I saw, I was able to watch you from afar. I was up close and personal. and I watched the way that you live. And then when you said that you, this temple, right, was going to be destroyed. But three days later, I didn't grasp it then, but I grasp it now. And I see your sacrificial love and, and the sacrifice that you made on the cross of Calvary for, for me. And because my only proper response because of that is to love the way you loved me. And because you modeled generosity, see, Jesus didn't just give part of himself, he gave all of himself. He loved with everything he had. And so they have this model, and now you see this ripple effect with the early church. And we have that same ability, right, to have that same kind of impact because it's still happening. Thousands of years later, he's still using the local church to have an impact in the world. You see it happening. And so now we have that same ability. One day he's gonna come back and he's gonna come back for his church. And my question would be is what kind of impact do we wanna have before he returns? What's that legacy? What's that impact? And I love this heart of generosity because Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse seven. He says, see that you also grow in the grace of giving. Right, in the grace of giving. So don't miss this important truth. It's that generosity inspires Generosity generosity inspires generosity the generous life is extremely contagious right think about it from the context of what's like colds think of the common cold right you sneeze and next thing you know everybody else around you gets a cold right like pastor anthony and katie their house they've been sharing sharing is caring like your kids love to share their germs with you and then you get it and then you share it with your spouse because that's we just love each other that much but that that's that's what that's how contagious our generosity is That it can spread, that it can have that kind of impact. So you become more aware. You see things differently. You see people the way that God sees them. And then because you're more aware, you want to be moved to action. And you're, man, you're like, man, I see a need, I want to meet a need. I want to be able to speak life. It seems like this person's down. Right? Every day are we aware that that God wants to use us for his mission? Maybe it's just a word of encouragement today. Maybe someone's hurting. It could be someone in this room, it could be someone watching online. Maybe, maybe somebody today just needs a word of encouragement. Maybe they showed up and they're like, man, this is my last ditch effort. I never thought I'd try church. I don't really like church, but I'm here. And maybe they just need a word of encouragement. If the Lord would tell you to go talk to somebody and go talk to them, you're like, no, I can't do that. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. How hard is it to say yes? But you don't know what's on the other side of your yes. So be willing to say yes, that you could see this type of generosity and the impact that it could have. So throughout this series, I've given you one challenge every week, like, hey, man, we want to be aware. What do you do? Pray every day. God, help me to be more aware. Last week, man, we want to move to action. How are we move to action? Start small. This week, man, I, I, want to, I want to have an impact. What should we do? I think we need to celebrate the generosity within each other. Now, when I say that, I want you to just know I'm not saying in a prideful, arrogant, like, look at me. Like, look what I've done. Like, I don't need you to say, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come forward with my gift cards next week, and I'm going to put them on the altar like, look at me, look what I did. I, no. But with humility, I think we do need to celebrate. I think we need to celebrate what, what God is doing and in the, in the impact that that generosity is having. You see, the end goal of our generosity should always be for other people to see God for who he truly is. It's not about us. Right? It's not about us receiving the credit. It's about, God, what do you want to to do? So before we close, I just want to share with you just two quick stories. That's it. That's how we're going to end the service, how we're going to end this series about living generous and about how your life, your life, your generosity could have an impact, impact far beyond your reach. So this week, or just last week, Pastor Angel and I were driving back. We were in Columbus and we were coming back home and we were talking about all the great things that's happening with our, uh, our other campus, right? We're one church in multiple locations. Rosemary Community Dinner every Thursday is our, is our campus, right? In East Akron. And man, what a great job Pastor Anthony and Katie are doing in that location. And uh, man, just meeting needs, loving people, providing meals. Like it's phenomenal. If you've never had an opportunity to serve, right? I would encourage you to say, find Pastor Anthony and say, hey, is there, man, I just want to, maybe just once. Because I think it will have that kind of impact in your life. But we're talking and um, every campus is different. Every location is different. And so we were just talking through the offerings uh, at Rosemary Community Dinner, and we do take one every week, um, but it, it's, it's not going to be an offering that pays the bills, right? It's not, it's, it, you're like, okay, well, this is an easier one to count, but it's still having an impact. And so we're like, man, what, like, it costs money. We have rent, we provide the meals every week, and the, and the utensils to eat with, like, this, there, there's, there's money. So when, when, did, when, did, when do we see this campus, like, being able to sustain itself and be on its own and and I'm not sure when we were just you know just hey what would that take two days later everybody stay two days two days later we get this text message it begins a phone call and we start having this conversation and there there is a family that has a heart of generosity and they said hey man we want to be able to give and and is there an opportunity and where do you think that would be best to be used at and we we're like man rosemary and so they're like okay and so they make this donation and sure sure enough this donation is enough and I want you to see this on the screen it's crazy the donation is enough to cover rent and food for the entire year yeah. Let's go So we have a conversation, two days later, a donation comes in, and so it's going to cover rent and food. But here's what that equates, because I think sometimes we miss it, like, hey, it's one act of generosity, and that's awesome, and it'll be great, and you'll use it, and it'll be wonderful, but it has impact. That family's generosity will lead to 2,500 hot meals being served. Not one, not two, but 2,500 hot meals. Not only that, the gospel will be heard over 3,000 times during 2023. That's So what that is is like picking up a rock and throwing it in the water and watching the ripple effect, but it reaches the shore. And it reaches far beyond what we ever thought. But that's what happens when we say yes. That's what that's what's available to us when we have this heart of generosity, and it just continues to go and to go. And so one person and one family's generosity has a yearly impact. Hear me on this, church. We don't just need money to live on. We need something to live for, right? We just don't need money to live on. We need something to live for, something beyond our reach, something beyond our grasp, right? And for whatever reason, the Christmas season brings out that, like, man, I want to be generous, and I love it. Because we're gonna we're gonna collect. I know it. I know we're gonna collect well over 200 gift cards, and every teen in Summit County will receive a gift with a card that says, "I believe in you. I love you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made." Like it's it's so powerful. Right, the Pastor Angel, like, and 414 people will eat Thanksgiving meals because of your generosity. That is awesome. Impact beyond. But that's what happens when we go from awareness to action, and then we have an opportunity to see the impact. As we conclude this series, I want you to know that your impact has such significant that it just doesn't have an impact with you, it has an impact on others. And it's our generosity that can create a legacy. You see, the, d- the dictionary defines a legacy as something that's handed down from the past to the next generation, right? So it goes from generation to generation. So I want you to see this picture of, of what happened last Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, Pastor Kim, our, our kids' pastor, put out this challenge to all the kids. Like, hey, we're gonna, I want you to bring in coins. And so they brought them in in their socks. I did ask, did they wash those socks before they brought them in? I'm just asking for a friend. Um, and so they bring in these socks. And so these children, and so what they did is they brought their coins in and they put them on a scale. So individually, what they brought in, and then they they add that up, and they get the sum of the amount of pounds of coins that were brought in by children last week. So last week, those kids brought in 54 pounds of coins to give to our missions and to our special missions project. Isn't that awesome? But here's what I love. It's like, you see some socks. You got Chloe in the center there, and she's got a hand underneath her sock because that was like Uh, Andre the Giant's sock and that sucker was jammed full of coins. Like she couldn't even carry it. She's like, oh my goodness. And I think she almost, it was our food scale. I think she may have broke it. Like it's not used to hold it. But here's what I know about all those children on that screen because that's been modeled for them, this generosity. They see it in their parents. They see it in others. And they go, man, that's a legacy. I've seen that. I know what that feels like. And and man, if, if, if parents can do that and adults can do that and my grandparents can give sacrificially, then I want to as well. And that's the impact and the legacy that we can leave behind. And so I love that our legacy, our generosity isn't just for us, it's not just for the person we're giving it to, but it has an impact far beyond our reach and it becomes contagious. And other people see that and they're like, man, I, I don't know what's wrong with you people, right? You, you, why, why are you so generous? Like you, when, when I have conversations, I love it, teenagers, trust me. I love you guys. And here's what I love is that we were even at Kane's the other day when we were at Reach Conference and this lady comes up and she was in Pittsburgh Penguins gear. And I was like, I'm judging you, but I'm not. And so she comes up and and we were in there and she goes, can I just tell you that group of teens, because the adults were sitting together, that group of teens is so well-behaved. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, you guys are awesome. Well-behaved. Yeah. But see, it's because there's people, there's parents that pour into, there's adult leaders that pour into, and then it has this impact that's changing the world. So I didn't share this the first service, but I'll share it the second service. So our teenagers, they were crazy, they're crazy, okay? Some of them are you're well-behaved, but y'all crazy, okay? And um, so they had a challenge because they give the missions as well. It's not just the adults, it's not just the kids, but our teenagers. And so they set out they set out for some crazy goal and they wanted to raise ten thousand dollars to give the speed of light which is absolutely crazy and so they they, they had this goal and man they're going to go after it and so this week they're like man we're gonna we need to raise another 1100 bucks and they're given sacrificially and I don't know, like, the lord sees it he sees your sacrifice so what we see is we see our ke- teens we see we see our kids we see us as adults that are being impacted and there's a legacy that's being created and they get the heart of the missions as kids and teens and as adults, you continue to give. So here's how we're gonna end, and my question is this, is what is the most important legacy you can leave behind? What's the most important legacy you can leave behind? I was having a conversation with someone just the other day, and uh, about retirement, because I said something about my 401k and the negative sign this year, and, uh, I said, I don't know. My, my goal is, like, if I'm 65, I'd like to be able to retire. We'll, we'll see Social Security if it's still there and how much money I can get, you know. And I said, here's the crazy thing. That's 18 years from now. I was like, ah, 18 years? I was like, that, that's, it may seem like eternity, but it seems short. And I was like, what, do I, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Right, what do what I want people to say about me when I'm gone? And then it hit me, like it hit me because everyone was asking me this, Pastor Angel and I this weekend, like, hey, what's it like? I know you had about 15 days, 10 to 15 days that you went from having three kids in your home to to one. And I was like, I don't like it. I'm sure it'll be great one day, right? The empty nest, I'm sure it'll be great one day. But right now, right? (laughs) We'll make sure none of your children hear that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, But it hit me in that moment that I went, oh. What legacy do I want to leave behind? And then I was so grateful. Like the emotions, like I, I, I kind of teared up and I was like, ah, I'm so grateful that when when I'm like, it's time for me like to step aside, that there's another generation, there's a group of teenagers, right? My, my children who are, who are, man, going after Jesus. I want, Olivia, the youngest, she's like, man, I feel called. I'm gonna change the world, dad. I was like, I think you will. Like she, She's gonna preach all over the world. Okay, I think he's gonna use you. Breezer, his kids pastor, on staff with us, his worship pastor. Just saw Kirsten this past week and they brought her to Ohio. She, she's trying to get everybody to go to college with her. That was her goal. And I think she's going to succeed. But I was like, oh, my leg- the legacy will live on. In spite of me or dis- despite me, my children turned out okay. I give all the credit to their mother. That's what I do there. That's true. It is. If you know us, that's absolutely 100% true but it's about the legacy, the impact that you want to leave behind. The, genero- the, the generosity of your heart with your words, your thoughts, your attention, with your belongings, with your finances. Are, are you saying, follow me as I follow Christ? And I want you to see the generosity that comes because I'm letting you know right now, it's an impact that will far outlive you. It will far outlive you. So here's how we're in to closed service. I'm going to pray with you. And if you're like, man, that's me. I, wanna, I if you want to I I be a generous person of my time, of my talents, of my treasures. If that's you, would you just raise your hands and let's close in prayer. Father, this morning, I'm grateful that we can be people of generosity, that we can, we can live a life of generosity. We can be generous with our words and we can encourage others. We can be generous with our, with our attention and stay focused in just having conversation with people. God, even today as we leave, maybe, maybe there is a tugging for the vulnerable children of this world. And you would use Heather and others to speak into our life. God, may we be open to receive from you. So God, help us to be aware of the needs around us, that you would call us to action. And if we are privileged enough, allow us to see the impact that we can have for you and your glory because we don't want it to be about us because always we want to live our best day where we're pointing people to you. So use us, Jesus, in your precious and mighty name, amen and amen.